To live in this world, you must be able to do three things. To love what is mortal, to hold it against your bones, knowing your own life depends on it. And when the time comes to let it go, to let it go. From Mary Oliver's In Blackwater Woods. After two years of battling atrial fibrillation, then a stroke and gradual decline, my mother died on November 5th. In the days and weeks that followed, grief claimed me. I wept in public. I cried while driving. I forgot almost everything but her. There were people who recognized my grief through the lens of their own losses, who unmasked themselves from the blur of anonymity and stepped towards me, utterly unguarded, offering wisdom and comfort. A Chipotle clerk, a bank teller, people here at church I hadn't known before. No one takes away the loss, but their words and their willingness to stand with me in grief reminded me that we are not alone that the experience of loss is universal and rich if we are able to plunge our hands into the ashes and accept the gifts and the transformation. Because my father died of pancreatic cancer at age 54 when I was 16, my mother has been my entire parental army for the last 40 years. She has changed from the mother I hated as a teenager, resentful of her intrusions, and her physical beatings of my allegedly naughty childhood self. Nine years after I moved out and went to college, mother remarried and traveled, went dancing, gave lectures, counseled people, and even wrote a book. We took trips together, shared secrets and advice, laughed and shopped and prayed. I changed too, but I still held on to my teenage rebellious self and my righteous childhood anger. Within 24 hours of my mother's death, the anger had vanished. I felt it leave. Exploring its absence in my emotional body, I discovered its function had been as armor. She was gone. I didn't need to protect my small child self any longer. In the places where anger had ossified my heart, there was sudden warmth, and I remembered again her years of loving me, playing games in the evenings, the nighttime back rubs and songs before sleep, the lifetime of support and faith in me. I was able to move towards my mother emotionally unarmed for the first time in my adult life and to ask her the questions that had never occurred to me to ask before her death. Who hit you, honey? Who taught you? that it was all right to hit a child. When anger dissolves through the alchemy of loving kindness, what remains? Who will I be without this tightly held anger, this clenched sorrow and righteous blame? One December day after yoga, I found out. I was pulling on winter coverings in the lobby when I overheard a mother and daughter conversing. I'd go to coffee with you now, said the mother, but I don't have any money. Can you treat me to coffee? The daughter, in her late teens or early 20s, looked at me, me, 
and rolled her eyes, whatever, she said, <laughs> browsing the sale items in the lobby. Alice Walker has written on the importance of ancestors, what they give us and what they give us to do. Walker says that each of us now is an ancestor for the future and that knowing this, we must recognize that no small act is unimportant. Everything we do affects the next generations. Without reflection or judgment, I finished dressing and walked over to the daughter, took her hand and placed a bill from my wallet in her palm and then curled her hand inside both of mine. My mother just died, I told her quietly, and I would give anything to see her again. So if it's only money that's holding you back, please take your mother and yourself to coffee. Since my mother's death and the death of my anger, I have found her spirit companions and comforts me, like the final words of Guillermo de Torres' film, The Shape of Water. Unable to perceive the shape of you, I find you all around me. Your presence fills my eyes with your love. It humbles my heart. Come, let us worship. <laughs> <laughs>